0: This crowd has gone deadly silent, Cinderella story, out of nowhere, a former Grange keeper now, about to become the Masters champion.
1: It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole!
0: Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra Studios, I'm Matty Buller. And thank you for tuning in to the master's edition of almost wise guys. All right. Spring is officially here. And that means one thing. It's our look at the 2019 master's golf tournament at Augusta national. And much like the golfers this weekend, we will be side betting our asses off. Uh, in this episode, we'll give you some betting strategies, some insights about the defending champion, and of course, our picks for the weekend's outcome. The snow is melting, the birds are chirping, and the world's best golfers are gathering in Northeast Georgia for the first major and the high water mark of all golf tournaments for the season. I'm psyched. So please, without further ado, let me introduce to you my man, Andrew, the prognosticator at Tridge. What's going on at Almost Wise Guys Central?
2: I, too, am extremely psyched. I feel like a, a bear coming out of hibernation. This is a, an excellent time of year to be a sports fan. Not only is the Masters happening this weekend, the NHL playoffs will be underway tomorrow. Uh, we just had the NCAA tournament wrap up, and congrats to Virginia for their win. A uh, year of redemption, if you will. Um, I love it when sports becomes poetry. So that was a a good win for them, and um, you know the NBA is going to be hitting their postseason soon. So it's a it's a great time. and I'm looking forward to this tournament, man.
0: Yeah, and of um, course now golf, the real golf season starts this weekend.
2: The real golf season. Now let's not discount last weekend's golf tournament in Valero, Texas, for the Open, where our boy from Listowel, Ontario, Corey Connors, won. Yeah, what fantastic.
0: The pride of Listwell, man. Oh, I think that's fantastic.
2: Pride of Listwell. <laughs> Our Listwell is about 40 miles up the road from where Maddie and I grew up. So, you know, a little pride in that. Hometown yeah, kid.
0: hometown pride for us. Also, very interesting that Connors, uh, he's the first golfer to qualify on a Monday in nine years. So that's pretty uh, pretty awesome. He also shot a final uh, three birdies in the final five holes, shooting a six under 66 that's pretty legit down the stretch that's some clutch golfing
2: yeah and that uh that must be an enjoyable journey going from texas to georgia so he'll be in the tournament this week keep an eye on him obviously of course, a, a lot long odds but he's it's there
0: a, it's a much different tournament though isn't it it's a much different course set up and the cream of the crop of the tour is going to be playing so Corey connors is going to get the full pga experience this weekend
2: oh yes indeed yes indeed i bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never
0: slice. Let's fire it up. It's time for our master's picks.
2: This is, as you say, this tournament's a little different than the other ones. Um, most other Open tournaments have well over 100 players in them. Uh, this year we'll see 87 golfers. Now keep in mind, of those 87, a lot of those guys are previous winners from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So you've got the likes of Larry Mice, Sandy Lyle, Ian Woosnam, uh, and in addition to that, also the amateurs. So the number of people where you can actually have a realistic chance of betting on to win... Uh, becomes much smaller, which makes this to me a lot more interesting and intriguing. yep,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I I love the uh, restricted field and also the the fact that because this is such a prestigious tournament, all the players seem to play up a little bit, right? It's like every every shot means something in this game.
2: Oh, for sure. And let's just talk about the defending masters champion from last year. Patrick Reed of San Antonio, Texas. Now, my mom used to say that if you can't say anything nice about someone, don't say anything at all. Well, mom's no longer with us, and even if she was, this might be an exception. For the casual golf fans listening, Patrick Reed is considered one of the biggest assholes today in the world of golf. Here's a little taste of why he's an asshole. Kicked off the golf team at the University of Georgia after a number of indiscretions, including an arrest for underage drinking and possessing a fake ID. He then transferred to Augusta State and again was arrested, this time for public intoxication.
0: Are you sure he shouldn't be playing football in the NCAA? Um, That's a great arrest record. If he could could get by a tackle or something, he, he could be an asset to any team.
2: Actually, I think the Washington Redskins are keeping an eye on him. (laughs) In fact, it was suggested that he not only cheated on the golf course in college, but he was also suspected to have stole some cash and a watch from one of his teammates.
1: Let's get one thing straight. This is Shooter's turn. I've worked hard my whole life, paid my dues, and now it's Shooter's Turn.
2: Here's a tweet that he made about complimentary Boston Red Sox tickets that the PGA gave to his family. Thank you pga tour for the tickets to the red sox game tonight i love how you put my wife sister-in-law and myself in the line drive section we paid 650 dollars and ended up in the same section as the rest of the pga tour i'm an asshole and i'm proud of it so anyway enough about him um augusta has a long and storied history of privileged white guys running the show to the exclusion of all others and they certainly don't need a conky punk with an attitude to be a fly in their polite decorum ointment.
0: No, golf is a game of etiquette, man. And yep. the fact that uh, it was even alleged that he cheated, man, that in golfing, there is nothing worse to be called than a cheat. Yeah, that's golfing that's, go- that's like golfing fighting a martial curling, art right? with dishonor, right?
2: Yeah, golfing and curling.
0: Yeah, it's you dishonor the game and you dishonor so, yourself.
2: Speaking of betting... Um uh, my overall strategy and i'm certainly not the first or the last person to do this but i like to spread the money out a little bit i like to take someone in uh maybe the top 10 and then someone in sort of the middle of the pack and then just for fun take someone at long odds um and then i mix in a couple prop bets which we'll talk about later but first let's start off with the elephant or the tiger in the room maddie how do you think how do you think mr woods will fare
0: Okay, well, you know what? Let me make a case for Tiger Woods. Okay. Okay. He's, he's right now at 12 to 1, I believe.
2: Um, he is. I think that's right.
0: So, you know, you can never really 14 to 1, 14, 14 to 1, to 1 Close now. Enough. Even better odds. So, and you might not be bad to do an each way bet with him because you never really can count him out when he's playing Augusta because he's won there four times. 9701 2002, 2005, and second only to Jack Nicholas, who has six. Uh, so he returned to the winner's circle last year at the Tour Championship and uh, nearly climbed back into the the top ten of the official world golf rankings. And uh, considering his current form, especially in strokes, pardon me, especially in strokes gained approach the green, as well as his you know four green jackets, uh, these are pretty decent odds pretty good value of 14 to 1 you know i know it's been more than a decade since woods last major and 14 years since his famous chip in on number 16 but uh
2: maybe he's due well no one knows the course better than tiger woods um at least guys that are going to be playing this week he knows every single blade of grass he does and i saw an interview with him Oh, I think it was just before last year's tournament. And he was talking about his strategy at Amen Corner. And just listening to him talk about those three particular holes, it was like watching a maestro conducting a symphony. It was was just beautiful. And he's a lot more mature now than he has been. So I think he can recover from uh, an errant shot here and there and not worry about it too much. Whereas in the past, you know, something goes in the water and that's it for the day for him.
0: Well, he might not even be as aggressive either. Right, no, he doesn't need to be. With no. age, you start to play a little smarter sometimes, right? Yeah. And I can see him, you know, he if, you, if he knows the course better than most or better than anyone, then uh, he'll know where to set up his shots and you might see less errant shots from Tiger if he's got his club selection going on.
2: And if he's in the mix um, on the last day, that red shirt can be very intimidating to other <laughs> golfers, right? You bet. And, yeah, he hasn't done much in the past few years. He hasn't won any tournament in the last five. He hasn't won a major in 11. He hasn't won an Augusta in 13. I I, I wouldn't take him at 14 to one. That's bad value. And the reason why that it is at 14 to one is because the public loves betting on him. Um, Don't take the bait. The bookies are going to make you pay for it. Tiger. Speaking of Tiger Woods, I got a trivia question for you, Matty. Yeah, let's do it. Name the only Masters champion to have never missed the cut. And I'll give you three golfers, and you can choose one Bernard Longer, Freddie Couples, or Tiger Woods.
0: I'm going to say Freddie Boom Boom.
2: Freddie Boom Boom has never failed to make the cut. That's awesome.
0: That is. He's such a great golfer, man. Nobody has an easier swing than him. He just, he looks like he's just da 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 boink.
2: A- effortless. And he's, just,
0: yeah, I love watching him golf, man. He was my little brother's favorite growing up, too.
2: Yeah. Um, I think, Maddie, it's time for a PSA announcement. This episode of Almost Wise Guys has been brought to you advertisement-free for your enjoyment. And thank you to those people that don't sponsor us.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Nobody wants to advertise with us. (laughs) No.
2: So there's no commercials. There there you go.
0: The casinos aren't banging down our door. That's why we're Almost Wise Guys.
2: That's why. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of international golfers, there is a couple guys from Korea that are really good. Really? Um, Kim Jong-un and his father, Kim Jong-il, are apparently really good golfers. Um, in 1994, the Pyongyang Golf Course, um, apparently uh, the senior had 11 holes in one during his very first round of golf ever wow
0: that is so believable this guy's a liar 11 holes in one he just must be i mean he's probably got a handicap a negative 17 that, that would make sense yeah you know when tiger woods and the rest of the field's got to give up 17 strokes you know you're obviously the best that is the best there was and the best there ever will be
2: now that being said um when he and donald trump get together again soon perhaps this time in mar-a-lago Um, They're going to have an interesting round. I heard that uh, Trump's posted some pretty low scores in his time. Let's see what Samuel L. Jackson has to say about him. I played golf with him. Um, I actually
0: played golf with him with Anthony Anderson one day. Gotcha. And we were all playing together. And we clearly saw him hit a ball, hook a ball into a lake at Trump National in Jersey and his caddy told him he found it. <laughs> we, now was the caddy soaking wet when he
1: said this? No, he wasn't. <laughs> not. Yeah,
2: he, just, he
0: just took off running, and next thing you know,
1: I got it, Mr. Trump! And are like, oh, did you see a splash? Mr. saw a splash? All
2: right, enough about those guys. One thing I do like about the Masters from a non-golf perspective, and they always make a point, of showing this, but they don't take advantage of their attendees by gouging them at the concession stands. Guess how much a club sandwich is there, Maddie?
0: Uh, i i can't even fathom
2: two dollars and fifty cents bag of chips one dollar domestic beer three bucks and if you fork out an extra dollar you can have an import not bad
0: that blows me away i thought they were gonna charge you like 15 bucks for a sandwich no not at all good so, for you augusta
2: good for you augusta so let's get around to our picks um let's talk about a couple guys in the you know the Contenders, the top 10. What do you think about the the favorite this year, uh, Mr. McElroy from the Republic of Ireland?
0: Well, he is the only player to finish in the top 10 in each of the past five Masters. So uh, he definitely knows Augusta well. Um, but, you know, another thing to point to is he's having the best putting season of his PGA Tour career, and he's uh, racked up six consecutive top sixes to start the 2019 year as well. So he's on fire. Uh, I can definitely see why he's the betting favorite. However, he's had his issues at the Masters, especially on Sundays. And uh, who knows if the moment gets just a little too big for him and he starts gripping.
2: Yeah, lest we forget, uh, twenty eleven, where he hit the butler cabin. Oh, he was so far out of bounds there wasn't even a camera to
0: show I, it. When I was watching that, I just wanted to throw up for the poor guy. Like that is just I, cause I, I could, I could feel his yips.
2: Oh yeah, and I don't know if he's ever going to get rid of them in at Augusta, and I'm reluctant to take him. As you mentioned, he's putting better this year than he has ever, and that's not really saying a lot because he's not really known for his put- putting, but. You don't have to be the best putter on the tour. You just have to be the best putter that week. And as you say, I think he's coming in there pretty hot. Um, there's a couple other guys. The guy I like is um, Ricky Fowler at 18 to 1. Uh, he's 10th on the money list this year. He's 11th in birdies per round. And he's 5th in hitting greens in regulation.
0: If you like 18 to 1 odds, uh, Brooks Koepka is my man. Uh, reigning PGA Tour Player of the Year. Uh, He's won three of the past six majors he's cheated up in. So, you know, the moment doesn't get too big for this cat. And uh, problem is he's without a top 10 in three trips to Augusta. Uh, He has improved every year, though. He went tied for 33 in 2015, then to tied for 21 in 2016, tied for 11 in 2017. So he's been getting better. Uh, Last year, obviously, he had the injured wrist. So he uh, sat the, the event out. But this is a guy that shows up big on big days, so you never, especially if he's there on Sunday, that's he could be your winner.
2: Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, As we move down the odds chart and stop at forty to one, there's a guy named Matt Kuchar. In eleven tournaments that he's played this year, he's made the cut in all of them, and in that time frame, he's got five top ten finishes and two wins. And the only thing against him is he's 40 years old. But uh, at 40 to 1, I think he's still.
0: Hey, 40 to one's pretty damn good odds. Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson, and that was at 44 to 1. And that was the biggest upset in boxing history. So anytime you can get odds like that on a guy that's, you know, I mean, that yeah. might be another one that you could do a nice little each way bet on. Now, for those who don't know, each way betting, is available on some sites. I use Sports Interaction. That's so each way betting's fine for that. So what what that is, is it places two bets for you. One bet is to win whatever. So we were just talking about Brooks Kepka. So he'd be eighteen to one. And then the next bet would be for you to cut for Brooks Kepka to come in in the top five. And that would be at one quarter of his eighteen to one odds. So each way, especially the higher the odds go, if the guy even reaches the top five, you're still you're still getting paid.
2: Yeah. I love it. I love it. And another guy that actually, before we uh, go to the long odds, um, you can bet on whether the guy will finish in the top 20. And even at, even at minus 200, I think Jordan Spieth uh, is a good bet. I don't think he's playing well this year. And Maddie, you can add to that, but he always plays well in the masters. And yeah, has
0: really fallen off. But you're yeah. right. You're, you're absolutely right about it. he does show up at the Masters.
2: And it's not, yeah, it's not a pretty bet. Um, you're not going to win a lot, but at minus 200, it's a safe bet.
0: Yeah. It sucks laying that much juice.
2: Yeah. Hey, I got another trivia question for you, Maddie. Giver. Her- Why is a golf course 18 holes?
0: I actually have no
2: idea. No. Well, let's think of its birthplace, Scotland. When you think of Scotland, you can perhaps think of whiskey. Yeah. So a 26 ounce bottle of whiskey, uh, where in Scotland, a shot proper shot is a shot and a half. So after every hole, they do a shot. So do the math. After 18, the bottle's done. Ergo, the round is done.
0: You know what I learned today, Andy? What? That I don't get to golf with enough Scotsmen. <laughs>
2: Well, speaking of Scotsmen, um, Donald Trump tried to open a club in Scotland. Did he really? He did, a few years ago. Um, of course he, he did. He wanted to purchase some real estate from some of the locals so he could do this. And here was the warm reception he received from the people that lived in that area. I met him once. Yeah? Just been the beach here. Come over the dunes. About half a dozen bodyguards. And the first thing he said was, what's this What land worth? $25 an acre? This is in your fucking dreams, this said.
0: <laughs> so nothing could make you sell your land?
2: No. I sussed him out in 10 seconds. He was an asshole. The only regret I have is I didn't knock him on his ass when I met him. All right, enough about him. Um, here's a fun prop bet. A hole-in-one, will, will a hole-in-one occur at minus 150? So in the last nine years, there have been nine hole-in-ones. I'm taking the yes side of that one. I'd buy that for a dollar.
0: No. Hey, right on. That's a good prop.
2: Yeah, I like it. I like it. And a guy that we were speaking of earlier, Freddie Couples, uh, to finish in the top 20, he's at 12 to 1 odds.
0: That's pretty good value, although Freddie's back is uh, getting it's getting up there in repetitions. I know he finds it harder and harder every year.
2: Doctor said I need a on me. Yep. And I always like to have fun with a long shot. And I've actually had some luck with it. Uh, Three years ago, Danny Willett at 66 to one. I had him, wasn't a large bet, but I cashed in a nice ticket. Probably the the longest odds I've ever cashed in, Uh, but it can happen. And one guy that stands out at 90 to one to me is Brant Snedeker, who always putts well. And this year, the rest of his game is shaping up. So anything can happen. 90 to 1 might be worth, you know, not putting a mortgage payment on it. But if you've got some coins floating around the cushions of your sofa, maybe a small bet might be interesting.
0: Eh, One buck gets you 90. Yep.
2: Let's go, Homer. But
0: you don't understand, Marge. I have 50 bucks riding on this game. Don't forget big double
1: interaction. you promised me. This isn't gambling, Marge. It's a lead pipe cinch. Here's the kickoff. He takes it at the five. And oh, my, he fumbles. Oh, no. In the end zone, another touchdown. No! Come on. on. Stand up to
0: So there is one more guy that is worth mentioning. And uh, I think that's Justin Rose because he's a 12 to 1 a yeah. 12 to 1 that's not too bad cuz no golfer is more consistent like week to week he's played the masters 13 times his worst finish was tied for 39th in his debut so he's never been below 39 and he's got 11 top 25s and five top 10s including runner ups in 2017 and 2015 i think that's a guy that sounds like he's due
2: again can't disagree with you um depending on where you bet um <coughs> If you can bet on Charlie Hoffman to be making the leaderboard after the Thursday, that's a pretty safe one. Cause his name's always seems to be up there on the first day.
0: Yeah. Charlie Hoffman does uh he's an early
2: starter. Yep. Just doesn't finish well.
0: Yeah. Early riser. Like Don <laughs> Cherry used to say, he's all sweet and no finish. <laughs> I love it. Um, so are we going to get to our uh, winners? Who you, who you got winning
2: this thing, brother? All right. Well, I alluded to it earlier. I like Ricky Fowler uh, at 18 to one. Um, I think he's due um, for a little bit of fun. I like uh, Matt Kuchar at 40 to one. And for a lot of fun at 90 to one, I'm going to go with Brant Snedeker.
0: Yeah, you? my guy. My Oh, sorry.
2: Who are you going for?
0: I'm going for Dustin Johnson at 10 to one. I know those are lower odds than we've been talking about, but did you even watch the WGC Mexico Championship? An American I athlete? Did not. No, you didn't, because an American athlete nope. hasn't fired up fans in Mexico like that since Kenny Powers in season two of He's and Down, man.
1: Not what they're ready for you.
0: Hmm. Make but blame. dude plays a mean cut shot no shot fades like a Dustin Johnson fade um he'll play well he he's he's an excellent shot shaper in fact uh and he's he plays long and they've done a lot of course lengthening in augusta over the the last few years and it, it fits right into Justin Johnson's uh playbook yeah At they did ten, uh,
2: they did another one this year i can't remember which hole it was but uh, it's on the front nine and they extended it by 40 yards so right? the course is now 7435
0: and that that is a ridiculous length. Like anybody who golfs knows that that is an obscene amount of of turf to cover. And Dustin Johnson can do it. He's got he hits the ball big. Uh, he's good with his approach shots, and then it's just a matter of whether or not he can do it with the flat stick. And Augusta, obviously, the greens are ridiculously hard,
2: like glass, baby, like glass.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that green, you got to you got to hit your line and it's just going to hold its line. if you've, if you even hit a little bit too far or hard, you're going off the end of the green. Forget about it. I don't think any amateur golfer can really appreciate just how difficult, uh, putting on a, on a, on a majors
2: course would be. So what are you going to be doing on Sunday?
0: Uh, Sunday I will, I'm not sure exactly, but I'll definitely be watching the masters, uh, final round. And, uh, more than likely that'll involve uh, some sort of uh, pilsner and some wings i imagine good good yeah what about you bud
2: well i have actually a long standing tradition where i invite a couple friends over and their respective families and i recreate the winner's dinner so that's that re- occurs that's on really wednesday. cool yeah i don't get a lot of time to plan for it cuz you never know what's going to be on the menu till the wednesday um, but yeah, every year I try to recreate it as closely as possible. Um, some, some menus are more interesting than others. When Bubba Watson won it, uh, what were we eating? It was grilled chicken, mashed potatoes, macaroni and cheese, uh, and confetti cake and <laughs> served with, wait for it, vanilla ice cream. Um, last year was a little bit, uh, more entertaining, but, uh, this year, yeah, I will be doing the Patrick Reed special. Now, he came out already and gave a little bit of a a sneak peek at what he'll be serving, which includes ribeye steak, um, chicken, Caesar salad, uh, macaroni and cheese, and I don't know what he's having for dessert. But I'm going to make an exception this year. I'm going to tailor it just a little bit. So instead of having regular chicken, I'm going to have jerk chicken (laughs) in honor of Mr. Reed, And instead of macaroni and cheese, we're making an asshole casserole. What do you think of that, Maddie?
0: That's very apropos.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, and so if uh, if Mr. Woods shows up in his, his red T-shirt and finishes off and he wins, what do you think we'll be having next year?
0: Well, we know what Fuzzy Zeller thinks he'll have. hi
2: I
1: want you to kill every golfer on the course.
0: Check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but if I kill all the golfers... They're
1: gonna lock me up and throw away the key. Golfers, great Greeks, not golfers—the little brown furry rodents.
2: We can do that.
0: All right, let's quickly run through our picks again for the golfers in the first wave at uh, the lower odds. Uh, my my odds-on favorite is Dustin Johnson at ten to one, and I'm giving honorable mention to Justin Rose at twelve to one. How about you, Andy? Uh,
2: Ricky, Ricky Fowler at eighteen to one.
0: Now, I'm not going on super long odds, but my medium to long is going to be Brooks Kepka at
2: 18 to 1. Right. And Matt Kucher at 40 to 1 is pretty appealing at this point. Um, not sure why he's at 40 to 1, but I will certainly take it. And then Mr. Snedeker at 90 to 1, always fun to watch.
0: Well, thank you for listening to our special Masters edition of Almost Wise Guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes or on SoundCloud so you don't miss the show. You can also hit us up on our Facebook fan page for additional content and all of our picks. For Andy, the Prognosticator at Tridge, back at Almost Wise Guys Central, and uh, from the Costa Nostra Studios, I'm Matty Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner.
2: If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated our podcast, please share it with two enemies. Tune in next time on the Same Bet Channel. Sayonara. <laughs>